Hey, welcome back to the Empowered Homes Leadership Podcast. I'm Ryan Rush, and I'm here with Bobby Cooley. Welcome, hey. Bobby. We're going to dive back in and talk about just some what we've tried to do through this. And I hope it's been helpful. Is is talk about some real practical things that that may seem sort of obvious, but they're they're really essential. They're fundamentals, yeah. and they're elements that are not new to us, uh, but they're insights that we have learned through the years. As I've talked to key mentors, sometimes I've learned the hard way. And so I know that every leader needs to talk about it. And today, by the way, maybe the toughest one, in so many ways, this is the essence of leadership. Leadership is not really important until there is negativity or concern. Mm -hmm. And then you better be ready because every leader I've ever known deals with criticism. Did you know that? Yep. Yep. So I know you've never been criticized in your life, Bobby, but let's just say theoretically, if it ever happens, you know, you'll be ready, right? Yes. (laughs) So I think we all do. And I I heard somebody say years ago, you know what, if you don't want to be criticized and don't have nothing, don't say nothing and don't do nothing. And that's bad grammar, but it's true in real life. Yeah. Criticism is uh, just the other side of, of the coin of leadership. It's going to yeah, happen. Absolutely. It's happening. And, and when that happens, it's so important that a leader does not get automatically defensive mm. or then you lose your, your mantle to lead. I remember Dr. Adrian Rogers saying years ago, he's now in heaven. I was in a pastor's meeting and he said, let me tell you something, pastors. If you lose your temper, you might lose your ministry. Now you have to answer a criticism, but if you do it angrily and you lose it, it's hard to get that credibility back. Hmm. And in contrast to that, when we deal with criticism in an appropriate way and we respond rather than just react to somebody who's angry or belligerent or critical, then all of a sudden we have the upper hand and we have a real opportunity for change. And so it's kind of interesting just to think about that. So I'd just love to walk through some principles that I've learned, if that's all right. Absolutely, yes. Awesome. Yeah. So first and foremost... When there is criticism, if at all possible, I would challenge us to deal with it one-on-one, face-to-face. So I can't text somebody back? No, right back yeah. at you. No, yeah. don't do that. Okay. One-on-one, face-to-face. At a minimum, you only want to match it with the media use. So if, it's a, if they sent you a letter, don't send a text back ugly. If it's an email, don't send a text. Do, do it respectfully. But even then... Don't put anything negative in there. We can talk about that later. But there is nothing that comes close to the power of a one-on-one, face-to-face meeting with somebody. Hmm. And that, incidentally, is scriptural. You know, Matthew 18, if a brother sins against you, uh, seek that person, have that meeting, and then you have a chance to to, to reconcile the relationship. We all know that. When, When I receive an ugly email... Not only do I not know the tone in which it was written, sometimes I just think, what in the world are they thinking? And then I find out, oh, that's not what I meant at all. But it always reads harsher than it is. And likewise, it never goes away. So if I write something and I'm angry or snotty at somebody, Mm -hmm. it might be read the first time. They say, well, that's not very nice. Then they read it the second and third time and say, well, that's rude. Then they read it to somebody else and say, would you believe what Ryan said? And by then, they're they're imagining me red-faced, in their face, shouting, saying things. So you can't control the tone in which it's delivered when you do that. Just get one-on-one face-to-face. And so the first thing I try to do when somebody is 
angry, discontent, frustrated with me, is I say, is there a time that we could sit down face to face? So that's what I'd start yeah. with. Even if you do the other protocols, and just get back to that, I told you I would, do not vent by electronic means. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. It will always come back to haunt you. And there are times when I'll need to write a correspondence because practically I cannot sit down with someone, and I will find allies in my life, many times my wife, Lana, or others in my office and say, hmm. would you do me a favor and protect me from myself? So I want to communicate to gain understanding. I don't want to communicate to belittle someone on email. It never works. Yeah, I'm not going to change anybody's mind by shouting at them. So many times through the years, someone has come back and said, and like, Lana, no, do not send this because I know you're hurt here, but don't, don't say this back mm. because you're just, show, you're just manifesting that anger. So don't do that. And then by the time we get done, I might have a, a reasoned email, thoughtful email where I can say, listen, I am so sorry that you came across that way or I came across that way to you. Can I share with you just a moment? And then if, later on, if we need to sit down face to face, that's all email's good for, in my opinion, is yeah. to, to share information thoughtfully and kindly. That's the only way it works. Yeah. So sidebar with that, yeah. and I think I've caught, or not caught, I've seen a lot of leaders get in trouble with social media as well. Oh, yeah. And, and saying things on social media that, you know, gets into realms. And I have never messed up on social media. Actually, I have. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know whether yeah. that was tongue-in-cheek yeah. or no. not. Yeah. So I, early in ministry, you know, I had an appointment to get some cable and some different stuff set up in my house, the internet. And it, you know how the internet company it's like i'm gonna be at your house from 10 till thursday like he's this huge wind window and like they never came and so i never got a phone call never so i've just blasted on social media this company like i put a i screenshotted my window and how long and all that stuff half my church worked at this company it was the biggest company in town and i'm getting all these facebook messages from all these people i'm so sorry blah 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 and then more emails from people, you hurt my feelings, like we would mm -hmm. never do this intentionally. So I yep. vented on social media and hurt several people in our church unintentionally. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned a big lesson, like digitally, I, it's just not a safe place to just let that out. Right. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, the poodle who's behind the window, who's fierce and vicious, and then the door opens and they run off. That's how exactly. social media seems yeah. to appear, even if that's not way that way. When we vent... We lose credibility because we appear. I don't mean this talking to you, Bob. No, I'm not yeah. ripping you. I've I'm just grown. saying, oh, I've hey, matured. We yeah. all can appear cowardly when we do that. When I read somebody who's trying to tell me off on social media or who says something, I think of that poodle behind the window. Yeah. Because for two reasons. Number one, I think, would you really say that if we were face to face? And number two, I, just practically speaking, it's, an, it's not a smart move because. Never in the history of social media or mankind do I know anyone who said, you know, I had a really strong opinion about an issue, and then Ryan Rush came along, and he blasted me, questioned mm. me in all sorts of ways, and, uh, and disparaged my name. And as soon as he did that, I thought, well, come to think of it, then I'm, I'm coming to his side. Yeah. It does not happen yeah. that way. Yeah. Which I think brings us to kind of the practical way that we can deal with this as leaders. So the first thing that I have to do, that's the hardest part of doing when there's conflict or criticism, is to humble myself enough mm. 
to look past the fault and see the need. And sometimes that's as simple as saying, Lord, I, I feel like I've been wronged here or I've been misunderstood. But God, I also know that I have a role to play in leading this individual. Yeah. And that's often the case. So Lord, would you show me how to do this? What is her need? What is his need? And God, how can I be an agent of change? Because that's what a leader is. Yeah. And so I'm going to find that. Almost always, when someone has an issue and they're critical, there is a deeper need involved. And so I'm going to do another one of those buzzwords that I use a lot around here. And as I do, I'm going to go to the board, okay, yeah. and write some <laughs> things out. I just apologize now for my handwriting. For those who are watching, I know some are driving or listening. But just so you can see this, and I'll help you there. But I also need to give a shout out. Uh, Dr. Kyle Miller is a psychologist in Austin, Texas. And years ago over coffee, he mentioned this to me. And Kyle, if you hadn't put it in a book, you need to, man. But it's been so helpful, mm. and I think that you would echo that we Absolutely. talk a lot about these yeah. three words in our staff meetings, and they go a long way. Yes. So when I am in a conflict situation or dealing with challenges, whether it's my spouse or family or church or office or you know staff, whatever, I think sad, mad, bad. And here's what this means. A core emotion that we generally have is sadness. So in other words, when something happens, most often it's routed back to failed expectations. We thought things were going to go a certain way and they didn't. And we are just sad, Bobby. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all felt it. When we get sad, most of us don't do sad well. I mean, think of how few meetings we've had or times we've said, you know, to our spouses, I just want you to know what you did today. It just made me sad. We don't do that, do we? Mm -mm. What do we do? We get mad. Now we can do mad. So we manifest our sadness in anger, and sometimes there can be a righteous reason for that, an indignant, God gave us that emotion, but we're supposed to deal with it. We're not supposed to let the sun go down on our anger. So when we manifest anger, if we don't deal with our anger now and realize that it's rooted in sadness, if we haven't addressed why, then we get to that third level, and that can be super dangerous, and that is bad. So we've gone sad, mad, and now bad. And here's what I mean. I haven't dealt with my sadness, certainly hadn't dealt with my anger. Yeah. And so since it's unresolved, guess what? You have hurt me, and so I'm going to do whatever I can to hurt you, whether that's disparaging your name or saying you know something to others or questioning your integrity, whatever it is, now I'm just going right back at you. And what's really dangerous is when there's two people living in the world of bad going at each other, and it happens all the mm -hmm. time. So it's interesting. This works both ways. When I think about sad, mad, bad, when I'm having a meeting where somebody's just angry and, and uh, I, I, I'm thinking in my head, sad, mad, bad, what is the source of the anger here? What's the source of the criticism? Is there a sadness? And if I can address that, I can address the need. It might have nothing to do with me. I mean, sometimes someone has had um, you know a job loss or something else that's really hurt them, and then something else happens at church, in my case, and so they're just angry, and I realize, wait, they just have some tremendous stresses in their life, and so I need to love them. Sometimes it has to do with me, and so this is really important for me. I will say in my head, sometimes when I'm in a meeting, I'm thinking, I'm probably wrong about something. Hmm. And, and I guess I could say I'm certainly wrong about something, but I'm saying even in the context of a 
an issue, yeah. most of the time there's going to be something where I, I kind of probably could have done something different. And so if I can identify that, now I have a, um, I hate to use the term weapon, but it's, it's like a positive weapon. It's a weapon for good, and that is an apology. Hmm. It's amazing how that's a, that's a weapon of grace. So you're looking for something that they're saying that may be true. Correct. To apologize to for. To legitimately apologize for. Yes. I want to do it with integrity. Yes. Otherwise, it's fake, and it's, yeah. you know, that's not what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. So wh- if I can identify that, and, and not to get in the weeds spiritually, but the Holy Spirit will bring to mind this thing. So let's say they say, well, this happened, and it was wrong, and I'm thinking, no, that's not exactly how it happened, and I know the rest of the story, and so it isn't. But then they, in the middle of it, they might say, and Pastor, you didn't even call me. These other people did, but you didn't. I haven't heard from you in a week. And so they go on with the whole story, and I can stop. Sometimes I will stop once that I realize this is true, and I can say this with integrity, and I'm not just manipulating the conversation. Yeah. And I'll say, can we just pause for a second? I want to hear your whole story. But I need to tell you that you just mentioned thus and so, in that case, the example I gave you, you, that I didn't call you in the midst of everything else. And with all the other variables we need to talk about, I just need to stop and say, you are absolutely right. And mm-hmm. it didn't even dawn on me. And I just feel terribly about that. And so I want you to know that that was wrong. And I apologize. Would you forgive me? Now, we'll go back into the conversation. But I've never been in that encounter where the conversation didn't change. Because what I've done is move past the bad, even to the mad, to get down to, wait a second, I just realized something. I did something that has you are justified in being disappointed or sad because of that. And so let's just peel back the layers, right? And now we're at a layer where it's a good chance when we go back into the other variables that we can address them at the sadness level. And then we can actually get wow, it's, real it's, things accomplished. It's, it's pinpointing and, and going past the layers and letting, kind of peeking into what's really happening mm-hmm. when you diffuse mm-hmm. that. That's a, that's a powerful thing when, when you're dealing with conflict. But how hard is that? I mean... <laughs> well, it can be really hard, yeah. but it, but it's a good exercise anyway. Yeah. It, you know, it's important yeah. for leaders. Yeah. But I'll tell you where it's a good question. How hard is that? Because I'll tell you the hardest part of leadership in general. Every leader who's with us today has encountered this. There's going to be times where you have a conversation where you seek in all honesty and with integrity to resolve, and there's just no way hmm. that somebody can have all the understanding. You know, and so you're just not going to come together. That's where you got to have peace where you you got to be able to go back to sleep. You can't quit being a leader. You have to make the hard decision. Uh, there's nothing, I shouldn't say nothing, but there are a few things more dangerous than a leader who is trying to please everybody. Mm. I mean, I wow. don't want my elected officials to only think about their next election. I want them to do what's right, you know? Yeah. I, I don't. You don't want a pastor who's always putting his hand up in the air seeing how the wind's blowing. That's not the way it works. So that's, that's the end of the day. you got to be able to know, this is my mission that God has given me. I have sought counsel. I have humbled myself to see what I did wrong. There may be some areas where not everybody's going to agree. Before God, I have to say, I, I hope they're not right. You know, I'm not infallible, but I had to do this. And that's the other side. It's not contradicting the other Bobby, but yeah. it's important to know that Many times when there are serial complainers or, or conflict creators, uh, if you look back, there's a history of lack of credibility, too. So when that's the case, you just have to know 
don't lose sleep over that. Yeah. Because in, a, in an organization, or especially a church, most people realize that anyway. Uh, and and uh, I'm not, I don't even think of a certain name in my church, but through the years, you know, yeah. we've yeah. all known people like, okay, there, there's some people that just, there's deeply hurt. It's still sad, mad, bad, but it's not me. It's not that. And people have stopped listening. And so I need to recognize this. I had a, a, a mentor tell me one time when I was all, caught a keyed up about uh, what, what someone had said about me and questioned these things. And he said, Ryan, has, has he done this before with others? Yes. Have you explained yourself? Yes. Have other people who are credible, have you brought it before them? And they, they said, we did exactly right. And he said, well, leave it alone. Well, I feel like I need to address this with him. And he said, Ryan, don't fire a cannon at a sparrow. Wow. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's a good illustration mm. because when you're mad and defensive, you want to. Yeah. But you have to go, they have needs that I don't see. Yeah. And I've got to answer to God. And uh, you know what? I have to be accountable to others. And once I've done that, I can move on. That's huge. Sad, mad, bad conflict in uh, ministry is going to happen. And we could probably sit and talk about this for hours because there's so many nuances and complexities when it comes to dealing with people you know what do you do with uh groups of complainers that come to you we could talk about you know carrie newhoff talks all the time like loud's not always large and Mm -hmm. so sometimes we spend all this energy on loud but the majority of our loud's not always large that's so good yay carrie newhoff but another part of that that's really important is sometimes People will come in and they'll say, there have just been a number of people with this concern. And there's two questions I generally have. I have to be real careful that I don't get snarky because then I'm right back to yeah. my problem. But first, I say, hey, just curious, if there have been a number of people concerned, I, w- I sure wish you to come to me before there were a number of people concerned mm-hmm. and, and you talk to a number of people. Because usually they'll say, oh, it's not that many. You know, it's just yeah. that'll help. But another thing that I'll say if I know them well, is to say, hey, can I can I visit with those as well? Would you give me some names? Because I don't want to leave anything undone. And because most of the time, when there's some people who have this concern, some people are sitting in that chair. Yeah, yeah, right. It's it's that individual. Yeah, and graciously not because you you want to do the I got you moment with them, like yeah, but graciously. Right. Kind of, sure. how do you shepherd them through right. this too? Sometimes that's yeah. only, you're only going to know in your heart. I have a feeling out of this podcast beyond the others, there's going to be a lot of what ifs. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. you have one, okay, you know, at. Ryan, Bobby, what about this situation? What am I supposed to do? Um, we'd love to hear from you yeah. and kind of navigate that together. Maybe we end up with a what if podcast in the future. That'd, that'd right? be awesome. If you have what ifs when it comes to conflict or really anything in leadership, yeah. email us at leaders at empoweredhomes.org because we would love to to spend time and go through that because, again, we could be here all day. Sure. And, leaders and, at yeah. empoweredhomes.org. Dot, dot org. And if you want any information of anything that we talked about today, you can find all of that at empoweredhomes.org slash leaders. Pastor Ryan, thank I love you. Love it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Yeah.